Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex P. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys. Tuesday, December 12th, Ian Cameron with you. Alex P. Smith, a little under the weather, but he'll be joining us very shortly. Ready to break down the Tuesday card. Ten games on tap. A huge, massive Tuesday on tap here for the show uh, today. We've got this show, of course, and, of course, our BetCast tonight. Our final BetCast for the year 2023. Uh, people were asking me, actually, when I mentioned that, that it was the last BetCast of 2023 that you Thought that meant we weren't going to do another BetCast the rest of this NHL season. No, I mean the year 2023. That's what I mean. Just for the rest of this year, this month, December. We'll be back in January, of course, with more BetCasts and for the rest of the season. But uh, definitely only meant that for the rest of December uh, as far as this being our last BetCast tonight. So we're looking forward to that. And, of course, that is coming your way tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, uh, Tuesday, December 12th. Again, DM uh, or email. Uh, me or Alex B. Smith for uh, the um, link uh, for the BetCast. We'll send it to you if you want to join us on the uh, stream tonight. So we're definitely uh, looking forward to that as far as the uh, BetCast is concerned. Uh, and again, lots of fun live betting commentary. Uh, make sure you bring your adult beverages with you uh, onto the uh, BetCast stream as well. So lots to look forward to here tonight uh, on this uh, show So uh, or on the BetCast tonight. So we're excited about it. It's going to be like a nice guy's Christmas party, uh, if you will. Last night was an incredible night, I think, just from an overall perspective. Now, leave it to me to think of the one negative part of the night, and that was, you know, I had the best bet on the Leafs, and they lose in overtime, and that kind of frustrated me. But other than that, the night was absolutely spectacular from a results standpoint uh, last night on the uh, Monday night card, whether it was draw prices cashing in with that Leafs-Islanders game, the over in that game, it was uh, Detroit and Dallas uh, first period over, which was Alex's best bet. I had a piece of that as well. Um, just an absolutely terrific night uh, on the ice, with even with just four games. And then, of course, the main part of the uh, awesomeness was all the player props that cashed in. And it was one of those days, look, and when you bet player props as much as I do, you're going to have bad runs and you're going to have bad days. And there's going to be times when, you know, you're putting good thoughts into play. The process is good. Your betting value you're betting players moving up the lineup, but the reality is they're not going to score every day. They're not going to produce every day, uh, and you're going to have those dry spells, if you will, uh, with betting for the greater value and the bigger plus price, the bargain bin uh, type of player prop bets, if you will. Um, but last night was one of those nights where we were just cashing one big price you know, after another with so many of these goal score props. Michael Carcone for the Arizona Coyotes comes through at plus 430. Uh, for my bargain bin special of the night. And then Alex B. Smith, I mean, this is, I don't know what possessed him to take, well, he, he mentioned it yesterday, what possessed him to take Essel and Dell for the Dallas Stars to score a goal, noting that he had a pretty good history uh, of at least a point production against the Detroit Red Wings in the past. But sure enough, he scores um, late in the first period. He also cashed my uh, puck line in the first period on Dallas last night at plus 140. Scores a buzzer beater with less than a second left in the first period. Uh, and gives Dallas a two-to-one lead and cashes Essel Lindell's goal score prop, which was anywhere in the plus 1,100 
the plus 11.50 range, 11 to 1 essentially for him uh, to score a goal. So it was just um, absolutely spectacular uh, to see that come through. And uh, the combined prices uh, of the uh, bargain bin bets last night, plus 4.30 and plus 11.50, that's plus 15.80, you know, worth of uh, plus money cashing in with those two uh, incredible uh, bargain bin special goal score props coming through. Uh, just incredible uh, stuff. And then to make the things even more incredible, um, we've got one of our viewers and listeners who uh, on it, on the social media last night says that I parlayed the two bargain bin specials, Carconi and Lindell. Uh, and it was like $10 paying out 580 uh, on those two parlayed together. So it was just absolutely amazing uh, to see what uh, transpired uh, last night. You know, overall, this was a, a, a night where we had, uh, you know, it was a good, a good. It was a good night, profitable night, alone with the sides and the totals. But my gosh, the player props, the way we uh, hit many of those was just incredible. And then the Calgary game, I didn't even get to Sharon Govich and Connor Zary both finding the back of the net in that game for uh, Calgary last night, which was uh, which was on my player prop card last night. So it was just a, a phenomenal night, uh, absolutely no question about that. Just briefly on the games, because I think to, last night was more worth talking about the bets than the games because it was just such a great night. Um, the, the Islanders with a 4-3 overtime win. The Toronto Maple draws somehow once again. They force overtime last night. Heroics, uh, Morgan Riley with seconds left, uh, and John Tavares assisting on the goal, giving him his second point of the night and the 1,000 points in his career. So a great milestone. Congrats to him. Unfortunately, uh, the enthusiasm and the exuberation was short-lived as uh, the Islanders ended up winning in overtime right after that. But uh, over one and a half points comes through for me. I took that with Tavares last night at plus 250. So that was great to be able to cash in with that. Islanders get the win. Another draw for Alex and I with the Leafs and the uh, Islanders there in that game. Buffalo, give them credit. You know, big bounce back result effort for them 5-2 against uh, Arizona last night beating the Coyotes uh, although the highlight for me was Carcone's goal prop for the bargain bin cashing in Dallas beating Detroit 6-3 flies over the total easy as can be with the first period over for Alex's best bet uh, and then of course the Essel and Dell heroics which not only cashed the bargain bin at 11:50, but it also cashed my puck line on with Dallas which was just an incredible I couldn't believe it when I saw it I freaked out so uh, that was just amazing. 6-3 Dallas, uh, the final there. And a wild one in Colorado. Back and forth, back and forth. You're going to be a little sick to your stomach if you're Calgary. That you had a 5-3 lead in the third period. Could not hold the lead. Colorado roars back. And really McKinnon and Ranton, and who are the guys that have the potential to dominate on a nightly basis. They did dominate that third period, both of them, uh, for the Avalanche. Throw in a little Val Natushkin as well. Those three guys could not be stopped uh, in the third period. And the Avalanche roared back to win. Uh, six to five uh, last night. We've got Alex with us. He's playing through some sickness right now. But Alex, just uh, there's nothing uh, to make you feel sick about last night uh, in the end. No, incredible. <laughs> uh, it was just a, a fantastic night, and and you know, just sometimes you just have these nights where things just hit, and you know, you, you feel certain things in the game, and, and everything comes to fruition. It's just a, it's a wonderful feeling, and you know, to get that first period over because it was a little dicey for him for a moment, you know with that uh, Dallas and Detroit game. But once we got the second goal, I'm like, okay, we can kind of relax in a little bit. And I'm thinking maybe we'll, you know, get our player props to hit a little bit later, but right before the buzzer. And, you know, you, it was a clean goal right away. But then once they, they said, Estel Lindell, I just freaked the fuck out. Sorry. I messaged you. I got to make sure that not 
you know, keep yelling so I can save my voice for tomorrow. But uh, and not piss off people around you living in the building. Yeah. Oh, I I think I have the nicest neighbors because they hear me yell and and scream good or bad most often. So uh, so shout out to them (laughs) for that. But (laughs) but uh, just just a fun night. Like I said, then with Toronto, it would have been nice to have them complete it and get the win, uh, especially because I jumped on them live. But I, like I said, we had the draw pregame, and I even grabbed some more draw plus uh, two ninety when they were down a goal, and uh, so you know doubling up and, and hitting that draw as well. That was a, that added to the night because I also had the draw in Detroit, Dallas. Of course, that didn't get there, but um, everything else was just fantastic. I even tailed your uh, Carconi play as well, so it was one of the most profitable nights of the year so far. And uh, like I said, it's great to see all the different people who cashed in with those player props and the people like I said with the bargain bin uh, parlaying both of them together. So it, uh, you know, I, I, of course we all appreciate winning ourselves, but it's great when we see the viewers and listeners winning as well with us. This, this is why we do the show. Yeah, exactly. I think that was fulfilling. It's not just that we put money in our pockets. We're helping put money in your pockets as well. And we can see that because there are three or four people at least last night, you know, just tweeting out and saying, posting on X there, tickets they're winning tickets they're winning bets uh sharing in the fun sharing in the profits with us uh and it just uh, means a lot it means the work is going into it it leads to this these kind of results not every night hey there's some shit nights and you know i always worry a night like last night there's a shit night coming up tonight around the corner i hope not i've worked hard to ensure that's not the case tonight with this big tuesday card but can never take anything for granted but uh uh, we're hoping for another big day um, with the pregame bets and certainly with the live bet cast. Uh, we'll put our live betting practices uh, into motion uh, and we're looking forward to it. This is really our last chance tonight to hang out with all of you one last time here for the year 2023. Um, so this is our last bet cast of the year tonight. We're looking forward to it and we'll be on for the whole night. Basically, we'll be on for the whole night. We'll take you right from the beginning at 7 p.m. Eastern when that slew of um early games uh, comes through. It's an interesting schedule, Alex. It's kind of nice because you've got four games at the 7 p.m. Eastern hour. You got the Philly Nashville game at 8 p.m. Eastern. Then there's that little buffer zone where uh, you've got five late games after that at 10 p.m. Eastern and beyond. So there's, it's going to be nice the way they've uh, staggered the schedule a little bit where a lot of early games and then there's that little break where there's not you know any 8.30 or 9 Eastern games and then you go at 10 Eastern, you rev up again for a set of five games at the end of the night. There's some really good ones at the end of the night, too, uh, that we're uh, very much looking. Even Winnipeg-San Jose, you would have thought before the season, terrible game, and now San Jose is as hot as can be right now and pulling off these heroics every night. That's even an interesting game, maybe more than it would have been early in the season. So we'll be on right till the end, approximately 1 a.m. Eastern time. So at any part of the night, you can join us early, uh, late. Uh, Make sure you join us, our final live betcast of 2023 coming your way tonight there it is once again 7 p.m eastern uh tonight and again dm either one of us for the link and we'll send it to you before the betcast begins all right let's get to tonight we've got 10 games in the nhl and we will start the slumping struggling carolina hurricanes taking on the ottawa senators carolina minus 135 road favorite six and a half the total in this game i'm on ottawa here um nothing really mind-blowing as to why I'm on Ottawa. It's just to me, prove it for Carolina. Prove it you can bust out of this slide and malaise and struggle that you're in before I'm ready to back you, certainly before I'm ready to lay a price on the road with you uh, as favorites. And uh, I look at Ottawa, I talk about how Carolina's slumping, not playing very well uh, here in recent games. Four straight losses uh, here. This road trip's been dreadful. 
uh, Winnipeg, Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver, and they've got two more games on this trip, Ottawa tonight, Detroit on Thursday night, before they, before they finally go home and face Nashville on a back-to-back on Friday after that. Um, but to me, you know, Carolina's just, it's a combination of things. Their defensive play hasn't been good. Their goaltending hasn't been good at all, especially with Ranta in net. And even Kochekov has had some bad uh, outings here, or less than stellar outings, let's put it that way. The Calgary game when he blew the 2-0 lead wasn't great. He got lit up, of course, by Edmonton, and he got pulled in that game early. So even he's scuffled, but they're just not playing as tight in front of him, not as well-structured defensively in front of him. Uh, he is in net tonight, by the way, for Carolina, the aforementioned Piotr Kochekov. Corpusalo projected, although that is not confirmed uh, as of yet. It's just tough to trust this team. And if you look at Ottawa, they've won three of their last four games, beating Seattle at home, beating a very good Rangers team 6-2. to two. I was very impressed with that. The loss to Toronto, actually, they should have won. You know, that was actually a game uh, that, um, you know, Toronto actually, I thought, got badly outplayed. It ended up being 4-3, uh, the Leafs. but. Um, Ottawa with the 41-22 edge and shots, and they took apart Detroit 5-1. to So they're playing a lot better. Yeah, the players only meeting. I'm aware of that. Um, someone in the chat mentioning that. I find this is not that cure-all that fixes things all the time. Look at Pittsburgh. They had that team meeting against Tampa Bay after Tampa Bay lost. What, what did that do for them? Jack shit. Jack shit. Because what happened against Florida? They lost 3-1. to coming off a players-only meeting. So, yeah, maybe the players-only meeting gets them focused, gets them playing uh, on their toes, playing uh, one of their better games lately. That might be true, and maybe it leads to a victory. But for me, this is betting prices right now. And right now, in the very short term, you take the last five-game sample size, Ottawa's been better than Carolina in the last five-game sample size. So I'm on the Senators here, plus 115. I'm also on this over six-and-a-half as well. You look at Carolina right now, they're one of those teams that, you know, at the defensive end of the ice, they're struggling. Uh, they're having trouble keeping the puck out of the net. And we saw 5-3 between these two teams when they met uh, in Carolina earlier this year. And Ottawa was right there with Carolina. And that was Carolina when they were in better form. Carolina at home where they played pretty good this year. I think Ottawa knows they can they can hang with this team. And if you look at last year, 3-2 Ottawa at home, they beat Carolina. Carolina won 3-2 in overtime before that last year um four three odd actually ottawa's won the last two home games here where they've hosted the hurricanes so sends an over uh for me in this one alex carolina ottawa yeah i'm glad this will be one of the games that's on the the back cast because it's something i'm kind of looking for live i lean toward ottawa like you said with that price uh, I, I can't lay a price with carolina certainly on the road right now but uh i'm kind of circling that first period over it's a little bit high now at a dollar fifty dollar fifty five so we want to knock that down and grab that in game and uh, more than likely, we'll be kind of just looking for some next goal props and different things. So this is a good, good live wagering game for me. Yeah, six and ten on the road for Carolina. That's not what you want to see. Uh, and uh, they've got a little Tampa syndrome going on, where they just they've got to start playing some better hockey right now uh, on the road. And they just, uh, you know, quite honestly, have not done a good enough job of that. So we'll see how this one uh, goes here. Uh, against um, with the uh, Carolina Ottawa game, but um, you know, fast. You know, it's a good night for a bet cast for this game. You know, we talk about that players meeting and what will what will it inspire? Let's see, let's see from the opening puck drop what it brings out of Carolina tonight. You know, it, it, it focus attention to detail. We'll see that quite early in that game, definitely when it begins. All right, Toronto Maple Leafs, New York Rangers. Uh, we've got the Rangers up to minus one eighty. I do want to point out this line opened Rangers minus one forty. 
So we're talking a 40 cent move toward the New York Rangers total six. Yeah, you can understand why from a spot perspective, rest advantage for the New York Rangers, Toronto on a back to back hard fought game against the Islanders, expend energy, go to overtime, emotional with John Tavares, their captain getting to a thousand career points, getting that thousandth point with the tying goal and the dying seconds playing on a back-to-back, depleted shorthanded defense and blue line right now for this team. I mean, it's got all the makings of a Rangers spot. There's no question about that. Oh, and throw in the fact that for the very first time as a Maple Leaf, Martin Jones will get the start tonight for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. And uh, no-brainer, of course, because Samsonov was in last night. Joe Wolves out indefinitely that we were going to see Martin Jones in net tonight for the uh, uh, for the Leafs. For the New York Rangers, uh, Igor Shosturkin, uh, back in net tonight in this game. Can he find his best game? I mean, Igor Shosturkin, I don't want to say he's been horrible. He hasn't been. But 2.83 goals against, 908 save percentage. And a guy that, believe it or not, in four of his last five starts, he has given up at least three goals. And that's not something that you see quite often from uh, the um, from Igor Shosturkin. So will he find it tonight? That remains to be seen. Um, you know, it's going to be an interesting uh, matchup here. Um, I don't love this spot, clearly, for the Leafs. I definitely think the Rangers probably win the game. But minus 180 now, the price has gotten away. And, you know, I can't get away from betting Toronto draws right now. I, I, I just can't. And even with, you know, the concerns about the spot, the back-to-back, playing an emotional game, especially for their captain against the Islanders last night, uh, First of all, Shesterkin's definitely battling his confidence a little bit. So the questions about whether the Rangers can just run away and win this game by margin, I think, are up in the air. Uh, And the one thing we have seen from the Leafs, even with this depleted blue line, is they've hung around in games. And actually, their back-to-back record, if you look at it, the few back-to-backs they've had this year, they've been competitive. They've been right in the game. They've been uh, equal to the opponent uh, in a lot of games. And it's just hard to deny betting a draw right now with a Toronto Maple Leafs team that has gone past regulation now in six of their last nine games. I mean, that's amazing. Six of their last nine games for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs have gone uh, past regulation. We'll see if this one uh, does the same. I should point out there is some series history of overtimes as well with these two teams. Four of the last 10 have gone past regulation. Last year, there was an overtime game in uh, one of the three head-to-head meetings and the game in New York, which uh, the two games in New York, there's a 3-1 game and a 3-2 game last year. So competitive games here with the uh, Leafs and the Rangers. I'm going to go with the draw here in this one for, uh, like I say, a small bet. I just, um, you know, the Leaf draws have been good to me. Um, I lean over two, but I'm on the fence with that. I just think it's six with Toronto's back end beaten up with Shesterkin kind of not on his best form right now. And, of course, Martin Jones in that. Do we really trust him at the moment? No, especially with a blue line that's depleted. So I think at six, I've got to go over the total here for this one for something, for some kind of bet. Small one probably, but some kind of bet here for me on the over, given the situation. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Leafs-Rangers? Yeah, I would like to have gotten that price of 140, like I said, but missing the boat now with Jones confirmed. And like I said, can't take a a regulation spot here with the Rangers either because of the, the history with, like I said, close games between these two and with how the Maple Leafs have been going to overtime lately. So it's a pass for now, and I'm hoping to grab something with uh, on the live. But over six I would lean with, but we could probably grab a five and a half at a, at a better price adjusted in games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just uh, I would I would I, I'm definitely eyeing five and a half with a total in this game for the betcast tonight. You you can write that down 
that uh, because sometimes I, I I don't mention it right away, but uh, I will be locking in five and a half on the betcast. Uh, I will be looking at a five and a half live in this game. There's no question there as far as the um, uh, the live total here in this one. You know, prop wise in this game, you know, coming off last night, it's a little tricky here with the Leafs. You know, uh, you know, big night obviously for Tavares. We'll see if he can uh, follow that up here tonight. I think there's some value for the Rangers. I mean, obviously, Trocek, Kreider, Panarin's a Banajad. We know how good they are. But don't sleep on Jimmy Vesey. Uh, uh, Jimmy Vesey is someone that's been an undervalued commodity for them. One goal is did score in the last game, that 4-1 win against the LA Kings. So uh, definitely keep that in mind. Uh, it looks like uh, Alex, by the way, uh, nauseous right now. Um, so he might just be in the chat for the rest of the show. Hopefully he gets over this for tonight uh, on the uh, betcast. But uh, yeah, he's going to be, um, you know, in the chat for the uh, probably the remainder of the show. Like I said, he's battling some uh, bout of nausea right now. Uh, but yeah, for me, um, yeah, I'll draw and the uh, over, and I'll probably put a little more on the live over if we get a five and a half on the betcast uh, here tonight. All right, Arizona Pittsburgh Penguins minus one ninety home favorites six the total here in this game. Um, this is one where I just don't really have much on it. Um, Arizona, they are going through a little uh, downturn, decline in their play here. They're on a three-game losing streak, tough spot, third road game in four days, back-to-back on the road after a 5-2 loss to the Buffalo Sabres last night. Hard to trust Arizona in this spot, very tricky spot. Also, without maybe Sean Dersey, late scratch last night against Buffalo, lower body injury day-to-day absence for him and this is a guy that's been very solid on the back end for the uh, coyotes so far this season um but do i want to lay this price with pittsburgh absolutely not not a chance uh, am i interested in pittsburgh at this price so um no thank you uh with the uh, penguins here in this game um it's just nothing i, I don't really have I love anything here side total maybe a couple props uh obviously we got to go back to michael carconi you know that uh, he's just been insane with just how he's been producing night in and night out for this team. And the, and the value is still there, believe it or not, uh, for his uh, player props right now. I'll throw out another one for Arizona. Uh, Jason Zucker, former Penguin. We know we got the former uh, team angle in play here for Jason Zucker, former member of the Pittsburgh Penguins, now going back to Pittsburgh uh, to face the uh, Penguins. So you can find Jason Zucker, really good prices still, plus 335, Bet Rivers. Or, uh, Jason Zucker tonight uh, to find the uh, back of the net. So that's not a bad option. Carconi as well for uh, the uh, Coyotes. I think for the Pittsburgh Penguins, um, y- you look at who is going to have to get them out of this abyss. This is a- embarrassing that their offense is this bad right now and their power play is even worse. There is no way they should be this horrendous well, offensively or with the power play, but somehow they've been that. Now, Brian Rust is out uh, for the uh, Penguins and Ra- Raquel's been on IR for a bit. Um, but to me, you've got to rely on um, a few uh, of your big guns to get you out of this. Gensel, Crosby, those are the guys you got to rely on. Drew O'Connor has been moved up to the, <coughs> excuse me, top line for uh, the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, I don't know if I trust him to score because nobody's scoring on this team right now. But if, you, if it, it, the, the 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 Ian Cameron bargain bin um, goal score prop betting system, which really works says bet Drew O'Connor to score a goal tonight, plus 460, playing with uh, Crosby and Gensel uh, on the uh, top line tonight uh, for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. I know this team's just not scoring much, but you got to almost take a small shot with O'Connor at that price, playing with Crosby and Gensel. And here's another one, playing with Riley Smith and Evgeny Malkin on the second line, Valtteri uh, Pustinen 
uh, here for the um, uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Valtteri Pustinen has been recalled from Wilkes-Barre Scranton. Uh, he's only played in one NHL game in his career, but it looks like Mike Sullivan knows I need offense from this guy. And he did in his uh, first game of the season at Florida on Friday night, the 3-1 loss. He did get an assist on the uh, Pittsburgh goal uh, in that game. So uh, Valtteri uh, Pustin in here at plus 600 at Batano, 500 at um, the score bet, 440 at FanDuel, 450 at Bet99. I think ESPN bet has 500. So there's a decent price, too, for someone that's going to be playing top six minutes tonight uh, for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. So more of a prop game for me here, Coyotes and the uh, Penguins uh, here in this one, uh, rather than side or total. All right, the uh, for next game is the first of the ESPN Tuesday night doubleheader. We've got the uh, Detroit Red Wings taking on the uh, St. Louis Blues. St. Louis minus 135 home favorites and the total here currently at, uh, let me just see, I believe it's uh, six and a half. Yep, six and a half across the board uh, here in this game. I definitely think we could see some goals here. Uh, over six and a half makes some sense to me uh, in this matchup. Uh, we have Jordan Bennington in net for St. Louis. Uh, Billy Huso confer- uh, expected but not confirmed yet for the uh, Detroit Red Wings. Um, both of these teams, I mean, Detroit defensively has been def- uh, out of whack, out of sorts lately. Uh, struggling at that end of the ice. They give up four to Montreal, three to Buffalo, six to San Jose, five to Ottawa, six last night in the front end of the back-to-back in that loss to the Dallas Stars. So they've had all kinds of issues keeping the puck out of the net. They're also very depleted, short-handed, short-staffed as well, as we kind of mentioned yesterday before the Dallas game. No Dylan Larkin, no Clem Costin, no City of Comfort, crazy motherfucker named JT, City of Comfort. JT Confer out, David Perron serving a six-game suspension for his actions uh, in the Ottawa game on Saturday night. So it's just a lot of of issues right now for Detroit. And the thing, too, about Detroit is uh, with all these guys out and with multiple changes in the lineup, this goes back to something. One of our long, one of our original, you know, um, contributors and one of our original members of the Ice Guys show years ago, Dana Lane. Uh, an old friend of ours from Las Vegas, he said this a lot when he was on the show many, many years ago, the very first iteration of the Ice Guys when we started six, seven years ago. He would say that change in the lineup, a lot of change in the lineup, you know, multiple forwards in, multiple forwards out, multiple D in, multiple D out, that usually leads to overs, and that leads to worse defensive play because you got to get used to being in the right spot, You've got to get used to knowing the tendencies of your line mates or when you're on the blue line, knowing the tendencies of your defensive partner. Uh, and a lot of times you just get people caught out of, out, out of, out of play out of, you know, and uh, caught out of the uh, play and just in bad positioning defensively, both forwards back checking and the blue line defenseman as well. Um, so that's kind of what you saw last night, all these new faces in the lineup. And here's Detroit just breaking down left and right defensively you know, with all these changes that they've made in the lineup. So it goes hand in hand with what he was saying years ago on the show that, you know, definitely uh, you could see that that impact uh, uh, teams defensively more than anything, all the changes. So, you know, it looks like it's again going to be, it looks like there's a little switching going on tonight. It's funny, Joe Valeno scored last night. There's another prop I didn't mention. I took a little Joe Valeno plus 500 last night. He scored for Detroit. Um, they He was on the top line with Kane and the Cat, but it looks like... um. Derek Lalone's going to flip his two top centers tonight. Valeno's going down to the second line, two center spot with Raymond and Rasmussen. Andrew Kopp is going to move up to the uh, top line center spot tonight with um, Debrinkit and Kane. 
And I know why he's doing that. He wants some defensive presence on that top line. He knows Debrinkit's not a great defender. Patrick Kane doesn't play defense, okay? As much as I, you know, we love his offensive game, he is he's never been much of a defensive forward. You know, that's just the way it's been. Now he hasn't needed to be because what he's just so gifted offensively that that's good enough. But, you know, it, I think what you're looking at from Derek Lalonde here is, you know, we need a little bit better defensive play from our top line. We know we, we've got the offense or we're capable of getting the offense from those guys. But Andrew Kopp is definitely one of those guys that will play 200 foot game uh, both ends of the ice. So uh, I think that's why Lalone's making the change. You can't have this um, top line getting eaten up defensively like they've been here the last couple of games. And they're hoping Kopp centering that line, a little defensive minded center uh, capable of playing well away from the puck, putting him with Pat Kane and Alex to it will help that. So uh, let's see how that plays out. Um, Cause they know they got to try to tighten things up, but I'll tell you what, Billy Huso, he would be playing his old team here, the St. Louis blues, if he does uh, get the start here, but he's got to find his game again because last two games, Montreal and San Jose, uh, 10 goals allowed in those two games combined for uh, Billy Huso. So hasn't necessarily been great uh, here in net for the, um, for the uh, De- uh, Detroit Red Wings as of late. So, I'm probably just going to look to the over here. I can't back Detroit. It would be St. Louis or nothing for me, but the thought of laying a buck 35 with St. Louis is not appealing to me. So this is an easy pass from a side perspective. St. Louis, if I had to, but the good news is I don't have to. And plus, keep in mind, St. Louis has now lost four of their last five games uh, as well. So, you know, there's, uh, you know, is um that's that's something you want to mention. Here's another thing, too, about the Blues. You may look at it offensively that what's the matter with their offense here. They scored only three goals over the weekend, two goals against Columbus, one goal against Chicago. Um, the Columbus game in particular, they had 43 shots. The Chicago game, you know, they still had 24 shots, maybe not as many as they needed. But, you know, the, the, the definitely in both of those games, if you look at expected goals, St. Louis probably should have scored more goals than they did in those two games. So now's a chance for a team that probably had the, a potential to score more than they did based on what they generated in the uh, losses against Columbus and Chicago over the weekend. And now here they are getting a chance to maybe lick their lips, lick their chops, if you will, against a Detroit team that has obviously had their issues here for three, four games in a row, keeping the puck out of their own net uh, here. So uh, definitely I think over is what I'm going to stick to. I think there's a good first period, both teams to score or first period overlook. Keep in mind, Alex was on the show yesterday mentioning how suddenly in the short term, Detroit has become a big time first period over team. So this is probably one of those games where you maybe share the wealth first period over, maybe a little first period, both teams to score. And then that full game uh, over six and a half here with the uh, Red Wings and the Blues. As far as the props go, uh, Valeno and Rasmussen on the second line shows some, va- shows some value uh, in my opinion here. Uh, Daniel, that sprung, 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 sprung. Daniel Sprong, man, uh, he scored again last night for uh, Detroit uh, against Dallas, and he's a sneaky offensive player. Like, this guy only gets third-line duty, and he's got seven goals, so never know. Jonathan Berggren, who was called up, he scores for them last night uh, against the Dallas Stars, although this guy's in heavy trade rumors, and he's not getting a ton of minutes, but even with only eight minutes and 30 seconds on ice last night, did manage to produce and found uh, the um, back of the net last night for the Red Wings. So there's a couple uh, options there. And then for St. Louis, you know, we're going back to the well with here. Won't you be my neighbors, Jake neighbors uh, on the uh, top line for the uh, St. Louis blues still with um, Robert Thomas, Cairo, uh, keep an eye on those guys. Uh, they've definitely been uh, 
getting the they've been carrying the way for the uh, St. Louis Blues offensively uh, of late. So those would be the main focuses uh, for me as far as uh, player props for the uh, St. Louis Blues here uh, in this game tonight when they take on the uh, Detroit Red Wings. All right, let's move along here. Shout out to everyone in the chat. Uh, by the way, yes, I agree with what Mike's saying at the like button. Uh, we appreciate it uh, very much. Remember, we're doing double duty for you today, our daily show right now, and then the live betcast tonight. The beer fridge is stocked, ready to roll, tons of booze. Uh, or I might even drink more than I might tie one on tonight, seriously. Uh, no joke. Uh, this is the last betcast of the year. Let's go out with a bang here. Let's have some fun. Let's really whoop it up here uh, on this uh, betcast tonight. Feeling in a party mood tonight. Our, this is like our Ice Guys. So not only our last live betcast of the year of 2023 before the holiday season feels like a christmas party tonight so we'll party it up as well here tonight on the uh, betcast uh tonight we're looking forward to it all right philadelphia nashville nashville predators minus 140 home favorite six the total here in this game give me the red hot flyers uh at plus money i've got to bet them right now they're playing great hockey not the greatest spot either for nashville they returned back home following a uh road trip not always an easy spot. It was a mini road trip, but if you actually go back and look further, there was a two-game road trip that they had against Toronto and Montreal uh, over the weekend. But if you go back to the beginning of December, they hosted the Rangers to begin the month, and then they traveled to Buffalo, traveled to Chicago, traveled back home for one game against Tampa Bay, and then they traveled to Toronto, traveled to Montreal, and now they travel back home. So they've actually gone now six straight games entering their seventh game now with travel and transit uh, in between each game. So, yeah, only a two-game road trip, but if you actually look at the recent Nashville Predators schedule, their last seven games, they've had to travel in between each game. So you almost have to treat it like a seven-game road trip uh, or six-game road trip for this group because they've had to travel in between each uh, game lately. So, you know, and look, Nashville's playing well. Uh, nine and six, the home record's pretty solid uh, for the uh, Predators here. Uh, in that in music city but philadelphia um not only have they won four in a row five and two uh, in their last seven games the competition they've beat's been pretty solid and you know they have the the shutout win shootout win i should say against the shutout and shootout win i should say against the islanders one nothing carolina game was a 4-1 loss at home but they outplayed outchanced outshot the Hurricanes in that loss probably could have won it with some better puck luck. They definitely deserved to beat New Jersey when they lost in overtime. They outshot the Devils 47 to 35, but lost in overtime 4-3. Um, heartbreaker. They deserved the win there. Uh, and then they've won the four straight since that New Jersey loss, beating the Penguins twice, Arizona, and then a terrific performance against Colorado, 5-2 to two, uh, over the Avs. Uh, a great performance in net from Carter Hart. And I think that's got to be one of the things that you're most excited about with the way the Philadelphia Flyers are playing right now is they've been getting very good goaltending from really both guys. Carter Hart's been really good. And don't sleep on the goalie that's in net tonight for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers, who's really played well after a bit of a shaky start to the season. Samuel Erson, 4-0 in his last four starts in between the pipes for the Philadelphia Flyers. Wins against Anaheim, Columbus, Islanders, Pittsburgh, 4-0 in his last four starts entering this uh, outing tonight, 2.78 goals against average, uh, 8.80. The save percentage is not great, but the fact of the matter is a lot of the save percentage being weaker and lower is because of the struggles he had early in the season, but he's clearly come around and played better uh, lately. He's in net tonight for 
Philadelphia, Samuel Erson, uh, UC Soros gets the nod for uh, Nashville uh, in this game. Uh, I do like uh, Philly uh, in this game. I do sprinkle the draw as well for the last uh, seven Philadelphia games have gone past regulation. We know Nashville can play some pretty tight hockey games as well. And last year when these two teams played, uh, Philly actually won in Nashville last year by a score of three to one. So they've had they've shown the ability under torts to come in here to Nashville and win as a dog. They did it last year. And then the game in Philly with these two teams was an overtime game. So it's dog and draw for me here. Flyers and draw uh, in this one between the uh, Flyers and the uh, Predators uh, in this game. Uh, keep in mind, too, the uh, series history last year, both meetings staying under the total. 3-1-2-1, the uh, final scores uh, in that game. And as far as props tonight uh, in this one, uh, I still stand by uh, a couple of, um, you know, Owen Tippett is always a threat. But to me, Tyson Forster, who has four goals and two, four, five, six, seven points in the last six games for the Flyers, and someone that Chuck Tortorella clearly is enjoying and liking what he's seeing from Tyson Forster on the left wing side of that top line with Sean Couturier and Travis Konechny playing very well for them right now. So there's a little undervalued prop look potentially there on the Philadelphia side. Uh, for this uh, game tonight against the uh, Nashville Predators. All right, let's move along. We've got the rest of the games are the late-night games, all of them at 10 p.m. Eastern and beyond, starting in Van City, where we've got the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning and the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, Vancouver, minus 125, home favorites. Uh, the total in this game currently sitting at uh, 6.5, shaded to the under. Um, Tampa Bay uh, got a win in their last game against the uh, Seattle Kraken. Uh, as this uh, road trip continues. But again, barely did they get that win against a Seattle Kraken team that's not exactly playing great hockey by any stretch of the imagination at all. Uh, it's been a struggle for Seattle. Let's keep in mind, before that game, this team had dropped four straight road games. Road record just hasn't been up to par for Tampa Bay all season, 5-10. and 10. So even after that Seattle win, 5-10, and 10, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning still on the road coming into this game tonight. Um, so this is a fascinating matchup. Tampa Bay also keep in mind uh, dealing with Stamkos. Uh, still, it looks like uh, out of the lineup potentially here tonight. To make matters worse, there's a chance Victor Hedman might miss this game. He couldn't finish the game against Seattle due to an undisclosed injury the other night. So keep an eye on this. Stamkos with the uh, illness. Uh, he didn't play against uh, Seattle. Hedman left that game due to injury, and both of them very much a game-time decision here for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning tonight in this game. Vancouver, uh, meanwhile, they lost to Tampa earlier this year, 4-3 uh, against the Lightning. It was a pretty even game. The one concern, I guess, would be Tampa Bay, seven straight victories against the Vancouver Canucks. They have really had the better of it uh, with uh, Vancouver, but I'd be on Vancouver or nothing here uh, personally in this game tonight. Uh, we are expected to see Thatcher Demko in net for Vancouver. That is confirmed. Uh, Andre Vasilevsky projected, although not yet confirmed here for Tampa Bay uh, in this game. Uh, nevertheless, I think when, uh, when you see what the way Vancouver's played, they've now won three of their last four, uh, two straight here at home uh, against Minnesota and uh, Carolina. Uh, a very good home record overall, and that's the biggest factor to me. you got a team that hasn't been able to consistently show they can win games and put wins together on the road like Tampa 5-10 and 10 away from home. And here's Vancouver with uh, an absolutely terrific home record at 10-4 and four, uh, here on the season for the um, Vancouver Canucks. So I like the Canucks here a little bit, minus 125 uh, in this game. Uh, Totals-wise, um, 
You know, we've seen 4-3, 5-2, the last three meetings between these two teams. That we saw one game stay under, and then before that we saw 4-2, 9-2, We've seen the overcash in uh, seven of the last uh, seven, uh, two, and one to the over in the last 10 head-to-head meetings here with the uh, Lightning and the uh, Vancouver Canucks. I would go in that direction here probably as well uh, with uh, over six and a half. Don't love it, though, because, you know, with Vasilevsky, there's always the chance for better goaltending effort from the uh, Lightning. Plus, you have Stamkos out, but we know there's more than enough catalysts for the uh, Lightning with Point and Kucherov. And Sorelli has stepped up offensively, and Brandon Hagel's capable as well. And I like what I'm seeing up front from the uh, Vancouver Canucks right now. JT Miller continues to be outstanding. And uh, there's a couple of really good player props here for Vancouver. Obviously, Besser, Miller, and Pedersen. You could bet those guys every night they're a threat. But the three guys that are still undervalued, very much so, for Vancouver with their player props right now. Ilya Mikheyev with the top on the top line with uh, Pedersen. And, and the other one is Sam Lafferty. Sam Lafferty has been placed on the top line with Pedersen and Mikheyev. And Sam Lafferty has three goals in the last four games and five points in the last four games for the Vancouver Canucks. He's earned the trust of Rick Tockett. He's a very fast skater. He's great in both ends of the ice. He goes to the front of the net to score goals. And Rick Tockett really, really has come to trust and appreciate Sam Lafferty to the point where he's given him this top-line responsibility, and he's absolutely not getting priced like it uh, in his player props. So uh, Sam Lafferty's a good look, and so is Niels Hoaglander, who finally didn't score the other night, but since he's been moved up to the second line for Vancouver, he's been... Uh, certainly uh, 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 stepping things up offensively of late, plus 360 for Niels Hoaglander uh, to score a goal. And like I said, for Sam Lafferty, keep in mind, he's on the top line, and you can get plus 450 at FanDuel for Sam Lafferty here to uh, score a goal tonight uh, in this game for the uh, Canucks. So some good value with some of these Canuck players right now uh, that, that, that aren't the big guns like Miller and Pedersen and Besser but they are producing every bit as much right now offensively for the Vancouver Canucks. All right, Calgary Flames, Vegas Golden Knights. We've got Vegas minus 200 home favorites, uh, six the total uh, here, shaded to the under in this one. Uh, Tough spot for Calgary, very tough. Brutal loss last night against uh, Colorado. I know Colorado's dangerous, and we've seen this for years. How many times have we seen Colorado come back and win a game on home ice when they're trailing in the third? They've done it many times. So it's not like Calgary, you know, is any different from other teams that have fallen victim to a Colorado third period comeback at home when the altitude and the thin air kicks in and Colorado's used to it and the other team kind of runs out of gas. But nevertheless, you still are going to come out of that game if you're Calgary thinking we should have we should have shut should have shut it down. We should have won that game. We should have held on to the lead. So a very very tough um, situation for. Uh, Calgary last night, um, you know, losing that game. Now you got to play the defending champion, Vegas Golden Knights, back-to-back for this uh, Calgary team coming into this one. Very tough spot. Uh, Plus, Calgary just beat Vegas 2-1 to in Calgary, so a little mini short turnaround revenge spot. Those teams played just a couple weeks ago. Calgary got a 2-1 to win. Uh, I I think Vegas is going to want to bounce back, and Vegas is scoring goals in bunches right now. Absolutely, if they've been uh, able to find the uh, back of the net, uh, of late, they have scored 16 goals in their last, um, actually 17 goals in their last three games, all of them victories against St. Louis, Dallas, and that wild one against the uh, San Jose Sharks. 
on Sunday night. In fact, five and one their last six games, Vegas, and in all the victories, they have scored at least four goals, which is uh, pretty impressive. And why are they uh, suddenly playing better offensively? Well, it's because Stevenson is starting to get going. Marcia So and Eichel have really picked things up lately. Uh, and we know when they're going, it's very difficult to stop this Golden Knights team. Um, they're getting a couple of depth scoring contributions as well on a regular basis. Carlson's been good. Everyone's starting to factor into things for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. So I do like Vegas team total here. Rather than the minus 200, uh, just take their team total, which is around even money, plus 100 for uh, Vegas team total over three and a half. I do like that here in this game. Now, it is going to be probably Dustin Wolf uh, in net for the uh, Calgary Flames. Um, we know he's a good, talented young kid, but you know when you look at the situation surrounding Wolf tonight, you got a tired team back to back on the road, and also too, you talk about defenseman injuries that matter. Chris Tanev matters. Uh, he left the game due to injury last night against Colorado. Uh, he's not in the lineup tonight. In fact, he's going to be probably day to day, maybe even week to week. And this is a guy that is just irreplaceable on the blue line for the uh, Calgary Flames. He blocks a shit ton of shots. He's their best defensive-minded defenseman, hands down. It's not even a debate. Hannafin and An Anderson and some of their other defensemen, you know, they're they're a little bit, they can get into the rush, and they're not just that shutdown D-man that Chris Tanev is for this team. And if you actually look in the past, when Tanev's been missing for Calgary, their defense suffers. They give up more goals. Their games more often than not go over the total. I would probably lean full game over here. Uh, in fact, I probably will grab a little slice of the over here in this game just because, look, Vegas is scoring right now. No question about that. Uh, they've gone over the total now in three straight games. Um, defensive play has been kind of up and down. Logan Thompson, by the way, will be the uh, starting goalie in net for the uh, Golden Knights uh, in this game. He's won three of his last four starts. Um, I could see Calgary, though, getting on the board at least a couple of times. But certainly, I think Vegas, when you look at it, and again, Chris Tanev being out of the lineup for them has resulted in a much, much worse defensive team uh, that they've uh, had in the uh, games that he's missed uh, in years past. If you actually look at last year, two years ago, Tanev out of the lineup, Calgary defense suffers, no question. So um, I like over six for a small bet, but primarily here, Vegas team total over three and a half for me. Uh, between the uh, Flames uh, and the Golden Knights uh, in this one tonight. And then as far as, like I say, props, even though I think Vegas will more than likely do the bulk of the scoring tonight, why not go back to the well with, with Sharon Govich and, Z and Zary? Uh, they've been very good for the uh, Flames. They're still in the top six for this group. Uh, still great value for them. And like I said, with uh, Sharon Govich in particular, you just watch now and see with him getting the uh, goal that he got against his old team, New Jersey, he had a bunch of chances before that. Puck wasn't going in. Watch that maybe lead to the floodgates opening. And suddenly, just like that, he scored in back-to-back -back games now for the uh, Calgary Flames. So Sharon Govich, finally, through all this time, is starting to find some confidence offensively on the top line for Calgary. All right, Florida-Seattle. We've got Florida minus 170 uh, road favorites, uh, six and a half the total. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm tapping the brakes on Seattle. Um it's just been a, a horrendous run for them. And what's un disappointing, I guess, about Seattle is I thought they took a few steps forward. Despite losing to New Jersey, they badly outplayed the Devils. I thought they were toe-to-toe -to -toe with Tampa the other night. Easily could have won that game. Instead, Tampa wins in overtime. I felt they took a step back, though, after that when they played Minnesota, losing 3-0. I thought that was a step in the wrong direction. I thought they had two winnable efforts 
against New Jersey and Tampa Bay. But I did not see that Seattle uh, performance against Minnesota getting shut out by the uh, wild 3-0 as a winnable effort. I, I thought they took a step back there uh, in that game. So I'm off Seattle. I don't want them now, uh, you know, at this point. Eight straight losses. Um, but do I, I, I'm not laying a buck 70 on the road with Florida, though, either, uh, going into uh, this game. Uh, they have won three in a row. They started their road trip with a, a 5-2 win at Columbus. They're now going to do the Pacific Northwest road trip, Seattle tonight. And then they go to Western Canada to face Vancouver, Edmonton, and Calgary uh, in three straight road games for Florida uh, after this game. Um, yeah, I mean, in this game, it's tricky. I mean, Florida's scoring, but do you trust Seattle to score right now? This is a team, Seattle, that in this losing streak, the last five games, they have scored two goals or less in four of those five games. It's just... Not easy to trust Seattle to do much of anything offensively right now. And then to make matters worse, we talk about some of the injuries that they're currently dealing with, uh, including Philip Grubauer, who's on IR. They really miss Burakovsky more than you would think. And unfortunately, they're not getting uh, as much as they need, you know, throughout the lineup from, you know, Bjorkstrand's been quiet lately, Beneers and Eberly and McCann have been, you know, they've got to be absolute beast, absolute beasts right now for this team. And, and their their production has been plotting. And as a result, Seattle can't overcome that because, you know, they're, they're down to young Joey Decord and that, who I think in time could have an NHL future, but he's still trying to find his footing at the NHL level, gain consistency. So it's difficult to have him in there night in and night out playing at the absolute best. So for me, it's really a pass all around here, Florida and Seattle. I don't want to, to play this much of a price with Florida, but I can't take Seattle right now. It's more of a prop game for me. And for Florida, you probably got to focus more on their props because they're the team that is uh, obviously scoring goals lately uh, for uh, this. And Sam Reinhardt has just been absolutely uh, unconscious all season. It's been absolutely spectacular as far as production goes. As Cuban says, Carter Verhage, four goals in the last five games, seven points in the last five games. I mean, you could look at his props. Reinhardt every night's a threat. We know that. I mean, this recent run for Sammy Reinhardt, Eight points in the last three games for him, uh, for the uh, Florida Panthers. He's actually got more goal assists now than goals. So this could be a nice little, you know, Sam Reinhardt over one and a half points tonight. You know, he's had multi-point games now multiple times recently. Um, and I think there's an opportunity maybe for him to continue that recent trajectory uh, here tonight. Uh, you know, bet 365 as the milestone point props. And you can get uh, Reinhardt here plus 290 tonight to get over one and a half points in this game for the uh, Florida Panthers. So um, definitely um, something to consider here tonight with the uh, Panthers uh, and the Kraken. All right, next up is the second game of the uh, ESPN Tuesday night doubleheader. It's the uh, Chicago Blackhawks taking on the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, we've got um, Edmonton. Uh, they're upwards of minus 500 now uh, in this game uh, against the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Total sitting at uh, six and a half. Uh, across the board. Um, look, uh, certainly uh, I've been cashing in repeatedly on this homestand with Edmonton with the team total over three and a half on the Oilers. Um, I'd like to go back to that here. The problem is, you know, the pricing of the team total has now gotten a little out of hand. Uh, it's now three and a half with significant juice. Uh, make sure you shop around because we do have, you know, places like BetMGM that offer team total half goal props um and i'd probably consider that instead with um edmonton here rather than the over four and a half 
Uh, you can take over four, you know, at BetMGM for the uh, team total for Edmonton. Let me just see what the price is of that. Oh, even the over four, man, it's minus 210. Holy shit. Um, wow. So much for that idea. Um, gosh, this this might be one of those games where you just got to get a little creative here. Um, maybe look at it. Maybe look at an Oilers team total in the first period. Could that hit? It's, it's possible. Uh, let me see what the first period number is on that any um, in this uh, game. But yeah, that one you'll get a little value on it. Uh, is Edmonton? <laughs> excuse me, team total. Uh, in the uh, first, yeah, I can't, I can't touch over four at minus two ten. Over four and a half at Pinnacle for Edmonton team total is minus one hundred two. I don't love that price. Even the first period team total. Usually, you can get a first period uh, over one and a half team total. It's close to plus two hundred. I'm, I'm seeing like plus one forty for Edmonton. So you're seeing a massive price uh, uh, change with that uh, here tonight, no question. So um, I definitely think in this matchup, Edmonton. Probably wins this. And Chicago, to me, just doesn't have enough in the tank. And remember, Chicago too on the road has been pretty bad at home. They put up their best efforts on the road. They're four and ten this year. Uh, Edmonton's rolling along. Um, I might sprinkle on that Oilers team total over one and a half. Uh, both teams to score in the first period because I do think Chicago. When you look at this Blackhawks team, and the one thing they've been doing lately at times is they've been you know getting on the board early, um, and I could see maybe them. Sp- Putting one in past uh, our guy Stuart Skinner here in this game tonight, maybe early catch. You know Edmonton maybe somewhat asleep, but you know I just think that Edmonton's going to be able to get theirs. Peter Morozik, by the way, confirmed in net here tonight for the Chicago Blackhawks in this game. So I definitely like the first period team total over on the Oilers more than anything. Um, you know what we can do because this is the betcast is you know you can bet team totals live. You know, most sports books are going to offer you live betting for team totals. And you could always, you know, consider waiting for a three and a half to pop up on an Oilers team total if by chance, and it's a big if, you know, maybe in the first period they don't get their offense going. And if that's the case, you're going to be able to get eventually an over three and a half live uh, in this game. Morozik over saves. Yep. I mean, definitely I could see a lot of shots being uh, fired at the net. Keep in mind, Edmonton, the last five games. 34, 39, 34, 40, and 30 uh, as far as shots on goal here in the last uh, five games for the Oilers. So they have been absolutely shooting the puck quite a bit. Definitely makes the sense that uh, Peter Morozik over saves prop that a few of our uh, listeners and viewers in the chat are mentioning. Uh, like I said, it's been a great seven-game win streak for the Oilers. I don't want to step in front of that, but obviously I'm I'm trying to find ways to look at Edmonton in other ways. And to me, over one and a half, first period team total over makes some sense. Uh, maybe a little bit toward uh, the um, uh, over uh, in the, or sorry, the both teams to score in the first period. Four straight games have gone over with Chicago versus Edmonton as well. Four, three, six, five, five, four. And then last year, Edmonton won seven to three as a north of minus 400 favorite against Chicago. It ended up being seven to three for the Oilers. So, um, yeah, you probably have to look over six and a half. The problem is over six and a half is um, currently minus 140 to minus 145 in most books. And there's even some sevens out there. So, you know, I'll probably sprinkle on over six and a half at a minus 130 at Bet Rivers and just wait for, you know, maybe a better number and a better uh, target point uh, with the uh, bet cast during the bet cast tonight uh, and go with that. Um, I, you know, Mike, I, 
Chicago's coming to compete tonight. Like, I don't think they're going to, I just don't, I think defensively they could get run over tonight in this game. Cause if you look at the Blackhawks lately uh, on the road, they give up five to Detroit, three to Winnipeg, four to Minnesota. I mean, they just haven't played great defensive hockey on the road. And now they've got this lethal Edmonton team that's just rolling on all cylinders that on this win streak has scored five, eight, five, three, six, four, four. Uh, they're going to have a really hard time probably containing the Oilers tonight. But that being said, Chicago's not rolling over. This is ESPN. This is Connor Bedard getting a chance to play in Edmonton, Canadian city, Canadian market against Connor McDavid, you know, the current greatest player in the league uh, facing a young rookie that is going to be among one of the greatest players in the league for many years to come. So, you know, Chicago is going to bring an effort here tonight. There's no doubt. So uh, that's why I think over six and a half appeals to me. Uh, but again, we'll get we'll just bet at small pregame and look for something better with a number and price in the bet on the bet cast. The over one and a half in the team total for Edmonton in the first period, and maybe a little both teams to score uh, as well for the uh, Blackhawks and Oilers in the first period at a nice plus price here uh, in this game as well. As far as the props go, um, you know, for Edmonton, uh, I've been waiting for Connor Brown to to, to get going uh, for this team finally produce any. Uh, you know, it looked like he was going to score a goal against New Jersey, but it got taken away. Uh, Hyman, McDavid, and Nugent Hopkins on the top line. Uh, you know, they have been excellent. Dreisaitl's picked it up. I think if over one and a half points with McDavid, with Dreisaitl, with Hyman in particular, worth a look because they are absolutely uh, carrying the way right now for the um, Edmonton Oilers. And Evan Bouchard as well. I don't think anybody's concerned about uh, Evan Bouchard anymore. Kind of struggling a little bit offensively, not producing at a high clip for a little bit during that time. Well, six points in the last three games, and he's got three goals in the last two games. I think his goal prop is worth a look tonight, quite honestly. Evan Bouchard, three goals in the last two games. I think there's been an emphasis from the coaching staff and with from Paul Coffey, who's now uh, behind the bench as an assistant coach. Hey, man, you got a hell of a shot. Use it. Shoot it. You've got the boosh bomb. Take advantage of it. Uh, and so you can get plus 330 still for him to score a goal. So not bad here uh, in this game if you're going to look in that direction for uh, Evan Bouchard, a goal prop. Bedard, does he find the back of the net? Bedard's kind of been in, I guess for him from a goal-scoring standpoint, a, a mini slump by his standards. But, you know, this feels like one of those nights where it wouldn't shock me to see CB98 make an impact and find the back of the net here for the Blackhawks. All right, the final game of this uh, Tuesday night card, Winnipeg Jets, San Jose Sharks. We've got Winnipeg minus 195 uh, road favorites. Uh, the total in this game currently at uh, six uh, shaded to the over uh, pretty much across the board in this one. Um, you know, you look at this spot for San Jose and give the Sharks credit. You know, they had a whirlwind of a road trip with the multiple comebacks forcing overtime uh, multiple times during that incredible road trip. Uh, the effort level, uh, they got shut out by Boston 3-0. But even in that game, you know, they didn't play that bad. They upset New Jersey 6-3, toe-to-toe with a great Rangers team, lose 6-5, and they had a lead in that game but couldn't hang on. And then the three overtime shootout games where they come back and beat the Islanders in OT, come back and beat Detroit in OT, nearly come back and beat Vegas the defending champs on Sunday night get the game to overtime after being down 4-2, tie it 4-4, but they do fall short there despite the valiant effort uh, losing 5-4 uh, in overtime. Uh, so, um, But 
that was all on the road and that took a lot out of them. And here you go back home. I just worry that we go back to the old early season, San Jose, lethargic, outclassed, and they're playing a Winnipeg team that's on a roll, four straight wins. And being said, I can't question the heart right now of San Jose. I mean, we have seen now four games straight, even the Ranger game where that team just doesn't quit and they play for 60 minutes. And what was impressive, especially about the Vegas comeback uh, to force uh, overtime, even though they lost in a shootout, was the fact that San Jose was really shorthanded. There was no Mark Edward Vlasic. Uh, there was a couple late scratches as well in that game. William Eklund was a late scratch in that game. He's played well lately uh, for the San Jose Sharks. Um, and yet they dug down and they came back down by two goals to tie that game and get it to OT against Vegas. Very commendable effort. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood in net for San Jose tonight. Laurent Brossois, not really that surprising. Uh, in fact, it, it looked like to me that um, Connor Alibuck was due for a night off. Uh, and so Laurent Brossois is in net. Laurent Brossois, though, is off one of his absolute best performances of the season uh, against Carolina last week. 42 saves on 43 shots. He was spectacular in that game. I remember it. And Winnipeg was able to beat Carolina 2-1 to one, uh, in that game. He'd kind of been up and down, Brossois in his previous starts, but there's no doubt that last game against us, uh, Carolina, he was absolutely terrific uh, in net uh, for the uh, Jets. We'll see if he can bring that here in this game. You know, I, I look at the head-to-head -head series. Um, it's been three of the last four have gone under. We've seen some tight affairs, especially in San Jose between these two teams. You know, what's funny about this matchup. San Jose has won five of the last seven five and two in the last seven meetings for the Sharks, and they have beaten Winnipeg three straight times here in the Shark Tank. 4-3, 2-1 in overtime, and 3-0. Um, I got to admit, I'm, I'm leaning Sharks again. I can't, uh, they're, they're like a bad, they're like a drug. And I just can't quit it right now, the San Jose Sharks. But the thing that does concern me, I'm probably going to end up on a San Jose and draw, if, if I'm being honest. That's probably what I'm going to end up looking at. San Jose and draw, just like I had against Vegas, just like I had against the Islanders uh, last week. I didn't bet it against Detroit, um, but um, did, or did I have the draw? I didn't have San Jose, but I had the draw. I, I believe I had a piece of the draw in that Detroit game, but I definitely had San Jose and draw against the Islanders. I had San Jose and draw against Vegas uh, on Sunday. I'm going to I'm going to go with it. You know, I, I'm concerned because when you're on the road, you're in the zone, the adrenaline's flowing. Now you get back home and there's distractions and there's Christmas coming around the corner and family shit that you got to deal with. And maybe that just blows uh, uh, apart, uh, rips apart this great little run of true momentum that the San Jose Sharks have built up during this um, road uh, winning streak they put together. So the comforts of being back home, I do get worried about that, but I'm still going to go ahead with San Jose and the draw uh, in this game. And again, you're getting really good prices night in and night out. We got plus 440 with San Jose Vegas draw on Sunday night. I mean, just an absolutely incredible plus price with the uh, draw there in that game. Uh, and you can, once again, in this Winnipeg-San Jose game, especially at FanDuel, get a really good price uh, with the draw here uh, at plus uh, 350. Uh, and again, you know, a little sprinkle on the plus 160 here with the uh, Sharks as well in this game. This is one where, from a totals perspective, um, I lean slightly to the over, but I might wait for a five and a half with the bet cast tonight. Let's see how this game opens up. I could see actually it being a sluggish start. 
that's what will worry worry me about a pregame over when I think we might have the chance to get maybe something a little bit better as far as a live in-game number uh, here in this game. And keep in mind, too, for Winnipeg, Kyle Connor out uh, for the uh, Winnipeg Jets uh, after that um, really, really devastating uh, uh, collision that he suffered the other night uh, and six to eight weeks now with the knee injury that occurred at the Anaheim game the other night, the knee-to-knee hit that uh, Mark Shifley came in and uh, and um, stuck up for his teammate. Um, so that's definitely a big loss. You're talking about one of your absolute best offensive players that's now going to be out for upwards of two months now uh, for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. Uh, as far as props go, uh, Eklund, Zetterlin, um, Barabanov, Zadina, or even Hoffman has stepped it up lately. So, you know, there's multiple considerations here for San Jose with player props in this game. For Winnipeg, keep an eye on the lineup. You know, who is going to take that spot vacated by Kyle Connor? That's the question. Uh, and it looks like to me, Ehlers, Shifley, and Velarde is going to be the top line. Velarde's probably worth a look. Uh, he knows the San Jose Sharks well for those years against the Kings. Cole Perfetti, I always say worth a look. Nemesnikov and Morgan Barron appear to be on the second line with Perfetti, uh, with Kyle Connor uh, out. And keep in mind with Morgan Barron, he scored twice in the last four games. Now he's going to get a top six forward role for the Winnipeg Jets. So Morgan Barron might be someone you want to take a few, put a few shekels on as far as finding the back of the net here for the Winnipeg Jets tonight uh, in this game. All right, great stuff. Shout out to everyone in the chat. Hit the like button on the way out. Alex, uh, if you're in the chat or still watching, I know you're feeling uh, uh, a little rough right now with the uh, bout of nausea. We hope you're back and good to go uh, for the uh, BetCast uh, in a few hours tonight. And speaking of the BetCast, it is going to be a lot of fun. We're looking forward to it. 7 p.m. Eastern time for the live BetCast. Uh, it should be a great night. Our final BetCast of the year. 7 p.m. Eastern, we're on for the entire NHL slate tonight from the very beginning until the very end, right to the final seconds of this Jets-Sharks game. We will be on for the entire Tuesday night uh, of NHL action. Make it a big show, uh, you know, on this final BetCast of the year. So, again, DM or email me uh, for a spot on the BetCast uh, if you want to join us tonight. Uh, looking forward to that. Also, patreon.com slash iceguys, $10 a month. I mean, my goodness. Um, we really we got a lot of signups at Patreon. We uh, we really we we are concerned that the um, YouTube uh, folks may not turn on the ability to to be me- for memberships for the channel, which we had early on. Family plan members, and by the way, all subscriptions have been frozen, so you're not going to get billed again uh, at the end of the next month. It's frozen because nobody can sign up anymore for the family plan on YouTube. If we're not able to get family plan memberships going again on youtube by january 1st we're just going to say you know what we'll just move all the premium content and all the membership subscriptions to patreon patreon.com slash ice guys so make sure you sign up there ten dollars a month if you cashed in on all those great goal props last night you made more than enough money to make it worth your while to sign up for ten dollars a month for patreon.com slash ice guys where you'll find all our bonus content articles uh we're going to do video content bonus shows bonus videos themed videos in the new year. Once football winds down, we're going to have more time to do that kind of stuff. Bonus betcasts, impromptu live betcasts, which will be in addition to the regular monthly betcast. All of that stuff will be premium only content for on Patreon at patreon.com slash ice guys. So it's again, just $10 a month, our daily betting card, 
and player props are posted there each and every day. Patreon.com slash ice guys, just $10 a month. And another thing about that too, is that we will suspend, we will uh, put an end to posting the player props and the betting card on the community tab on YouTube at the end of December. If the YouTube memberships are not reinstated um, and then we'll just do everything Patreon. So make sure you're, uh, you, this is now the time sign up at Patreon again, just $10 a month. Very reasonable. Uh, get on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash ice guys. Uh, we're looking forward to uh, bringing you tons of premium members only content at Patreon, patreon.com slash ice guys in the new year. Uh, Andy asking what's a bet cast newbie here. It's basically tonight. And what we're doing is we're just watching the games. Me, Alex, a bunch of our viewers and listeners will be joining the BetCast right on the stream, on the screen with us. Just, you know, we're just watching the games. We're placing live bets, um, drinking a little bit, uh, and just shooting the shooting the shit about all the hockey action. That's really it. And it's a lot of fun. We have a um, ton of great uh, viewers and listeners. Uh, it's a great likable crew that we've assembled here uh, in our uh, audience and our uh, Ice Guys family. So that's that's basically what it is, Andy. Uh, we're just going to watch the games and bet them live throughout the night uh, and have our viewers and listeners, many of them joining us on the show. Uh, so it'll, it's, it'll be a fun night of hockey. Uh, that is for sure. No question about that. All right. It is time for Bargain Bin Special of the Night. Uh, let me see if Alex got into the DM and sent me his card or sent me anything he was betting here. Uh, I don't think so. So if um, I will post his looks uh, for Bargain Bin Special of the Night, if he has any, uh, on the uh, Patreon page and the community tab later when I post the full card. So I will just mention mine. Uh, obviously, we're trying to follow it up. Another winner with Michael Carcone last night with the Bargain Bin Special of the Night. I'm going to go to Tampa Bay, Vancouver. That is a great price. Sam, I am. Uh, Sam Lafferty, Vancouver Canucks, plus 450 at FanDuel to score a goal tonight. On the top line, goals in three of the last four games for the Canucks. Rick Tockett has supreme confidence in this player right now uh, with the way he's playing. It's just an absolutely outstanding price for a red-hot Sam Lafferty for the Vancouver Canucks, plus 450 to score a goal on the top line and with goals in three of the last four games. So Lafferty, Vancouver, plus 450. My bargain bin special of the night for this Tuesday card. All right, best bet for this Tuesday uh, NHL card. Uh, lots to choose from tonight. Um, obviously, a lot of games in action uh, here in uh, in the NHL tonight. Uh, I am going to go with, for my best bet, those Philadelphia Flyers. I'm going with the dog here. Plus 125. They're red hot. They're playing great hockey. Um, Nashville coming back home off a road trip and Nashville has had to travel in between games, the last six games they've played. So they've done a lot of travel. Philly's playing great. Uh, plus 125 for them, uh, as a road dog against Nashville, we'll take the surging Philadelphia Flyers plus 125, uh, for my best bet for this Tuesday card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the ice guys. Thanks a lot. Hit the like button on the way out. We appreciate it very much. I like that. Jarek Max Domi. Plus 550 for his bargain bin. Dad's trip, and he has 13 points in 17 games versus the Rangers. Yeah, and his dad played for the Rangers. Dad played for both teams, the Leafs and the Rangers, in his career. So maybe it's time for a little Max Domi magic tonight for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. We're back in a few hours with our final 
Ice Guys Live Betcast of 2023, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Make sure you join us for that. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Tuesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll be back tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern for the final Ice Guys Live Betcast of the year tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern. Join us then for that. It'll be a lot of fun. Don't you dare miss it. And, of course, we're back with our daily show tomorrow, Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern, with another edition of the Ice Guys. We'll see you tonight for the BetCast. (laughs) 